here we are, miraculously. Music. Miraculously, we made it. We're this here. Is, yo, hold on. Before you start the SmackDown thing, this is rapper after. Okay, I'm going to give you something right now. Yo, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, just like the one I used to know, like where the freaking treetops glisten. And All right, you got that? All right, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everyone. Hey, gang, it's me. I was going to say, okay. we're we're a few minutes late, and you wouldn't have believed me if I told you, but this man was rapping Barry Manilow, which is why oh, we yeah. were a couple he's minutes a, he's late. He's, I know the whole Manilow catalog. I can not only no, rap it, that. just... Give me a Manilow. Give me him. Last night I waved goodbye. Now it seems years. I I know every song he's ever done. SP3 is a big Barry Manilow guy. Oh, I can tell. Right. I can. (laughs) Barry White. No, (laughs) Barry Manilow. Who? He is. Manilow Manilow was his middle name. Don't worry. It was was Barry Manilow White. That's what it was. Right. (laughs) How you doing, guys? This is our. Is this our. uh, a uh, final live show of the year. Uh, yes, I do believe it is. I don't, even, I don't even know what they're doing for SmackDown next week, honestly, to be completely honest. I think it's a highlight show. I think it's yeah, a highlight probably show. just a highlight show. There's, so there's no reason for us to be here. This show is going completely off. This is like an all-time record for the show just going completely off the rails. And that's saying completely. something because usually we host it with such a tell. Uh, why don't we start here? What's up, guys? How's it going? It's Friday. December 22nd. Merry Christmas to all those who celebrate. It's I uh, hope you have a great, safe uh, holiday weekend. That's it. Rick Uccino, SP3, and Bill After once again filling in uh, for Dutch Mantel, who is on the bench. He is getting better, you. and we are hoping to see Dutch in the new year. Uh, yeah. Make sure to get your comments in, get your super chats in. We will be uh, reading them uh, throughout the entirety of the show. Super chats are the way to guarantee to get your I comments. might pop in, yeah. by the way, on some of the – when Dutch is back, I might just do a drive-by. Why not? Make it a party. Let's let's freaking go. We got the WWLTD saying he's here for the King After Takes, and oh, you're here for the King After Raps. I like that. Yeah, Thank you. Drop it down. Yeah, anybody want any other uh, – Songs by um, Tom Jones, Barry Manilow, Andy Williams. I can rap them all. Harry Belafonte. I know Tom Jones. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. Do you know who Harry Belafonte is? It's not unusual. I've heard the name. Do you know who Harry Belafonte was? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Changed my life. I I guarantee you, you will know who Harry Belafonte is. Guaranteed. Dale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now I want to watch Beetlejuice. All right. Anywho, let's talk about this SmackDown episode here tonight, guys. Uh, This was taped last week. And surprisingly, I feel like there was a fair bit of news to come out of this, at least for a a taped show. Um, Good. So if you uh, avoided the spoilers, you were uh, pretty surprised tonight. If not, you knew everything was coming. Well, maybe not everything. We'll dive into it all. Let's start with AJ Styles. The, the this new version, this pissed off, mad at the world version of AJ Styles, who doesn't even wrestle in tights anymore. Now he wrestles in black jeans. He comes out tonight, says he doesn't care about Randy Orton. He doesn't care about LA Knight. He wants Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. LA Knight comes out, says, no, no, no. I want Roman Reigns first. Except he might drop AJ for that cheap shot last week. And then we find out why AJ hit him with the cheap shot 
And I believe this is what Bill, you said it was going to be. If I, if I remember correctly, this was your guess, your theory. AJ says that LA Knight stepped over his dead body to get a match with Cena and subsequently his match uh, with Roman. So this is just LA Knight, I guess here, guys, like I said, pissed off at the world. He wants a shot at Roman and he's not going to let anything get in his way, even as we found out later on in the night, Bill, uh, his relationship with the OC, which is now a little fractured. That surprised me. That really did. I, I didn't expect to uh, to see that at all. Well, what what did you make of his opening promo tonight? Uh, he was he he had a whole different style, styles. His style was totally different. The anger was really uh, coming out of him, uh, like he really meant it. You could tell he was grouchy. He just everything was wrong. Like he had to come back after being injured for so many weeks, and he had to come out and be. You know, just almost like I'm not starting at the bottom again. You know, I'm going after Roman Reigns. I don't care who else is here. So, yeah, I loved it. I love his new attitude. What I didn't like was when he had his revenge match against Solo, there was some, the, the fury in him didn't come out as much as I thought it would have in that match. Do you two both agree? Yeah. SP3, what did you think tonight? Uh, I like the opening promo, and I like him leaning into uh, the lone – it's the lone wolf AJ Styles. It's the yeah. AJ Styles that fans, if you were a fan of TNA back in 2013, that's the AJ Styles we got kind of after the whole botched storyline with Kazarian and Daniels about him having a, cheating on his wife and stuff like that. It was weird. But then he came back as the lone wolf, and it was this. It was in the black yeah. jeans with the black hoodie. So I like the fact that he was showing that more here. You felt the anger in the promo. I think that yep. Bill is right about the match, but uh, we can get more into that when we get to the to the match part of that. But the opening promo was good instead of kind of setting the landscape with LA Knight kind of having a gripe against AJ Styles, Randy Orton also in the mix because he wants the match with Roman Reigns and each of the guys have their own issue with Roman and it gives them, you know, all the opportunity for fans to kind of believe that any of the guys can win this upcoming triple threat but, match. And to remember now revolution, the fans did not, the fans, when they heard his music, the fans were very pro AJ Styles. They couldn't wait to see him. And then we got in the ring, you know, you, he just became that, ugly, angry character, and they didn't know how to react for a minute because they really wanted him to be the AJ Styles from a few months ago. I can't really tell if the fans wanted to see him or not on this show because it was a lot of can noise on this show. So Not as bad as some of the other weeks. Some of the other weeks. Nah, it was really bad. bad. Like As yeah. soon as the show started, it was like they pressed the button. It was like... <sighs> It, yeah. was one of, it, was one those, it was one of those cheers. It wasn't it wasn't like, oh, the fans really want to see. No, it was like kind of had to expect that this was and I happen. and I expected that. And I expected yeah. Yeah. The, the crowd was gonna be down naturally because they're taping an entire episode of SmackDown after an entire episode of SmackDown like last week. So you had to imagine it was by the but time the show ended, it, it was like past midnight. They squeeten it every week. They don't do it on Raw. Why do they do it on SmackDown? I think they oh, do. No, it they do it on Raw. They they, they, they lower they so. lower Dom's mic all the time on Raw. Yeah, but they they don't have the uh, that that 
fake crowd noise on Raw like they do on SmackDown. It's not as noticeable if they do. Not as noticeable. Not as right. noticeable. But try, uh, after 15 years in radio, I can I can pinpoint when something doesn't sound natural. Trust me. We should do that here. What? Just pipe in crowd noise? Pipe in crowd noise. For the debut episode in January. No, no, no. See, people want to come here and, and, and get stuff that they like. Not, not, not piped oh, in. Oh, that's not piped nice. in crowd noise. Come on. Uh, we get Randy Orton who comes down to the ring tonight. Uh, he's got his beef. They all say, "Hey, we want Roman. I want Roman. I want Roman. I want Roman." And hey, here's Nick Aldis with the solution. SP3 already brought it up. Uh, he comes down and makes a Randy Orton LA night AJ Styles at New Year's Revolution SmackDown episode, the first one of the new year. Winner gets Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble, gentlemen. Uh, who wins this match? Who gets Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble? Bill, what do you think? I say it's Randy Orton. Fans want LA Knight to first of all, why didn't LA Knight, as soon as uh, he got in the when the three of them were standing there, why didn't he clock AJ Styles and get the revenge for last week right away? Right away. It's just sort of sort of when the three of them were standing near each other, boom, give him the same thing. I was waiting for that, but I think it's going to be Randy Orton. Yeah, I think it's for sure going to be Randy Orton who uh, wins this uh, wins this triple threat in two weeks. I think it is going to be Randy Orton, in which case my question becomes then because as of right now, Roman Reigns is not slated or not advertised for Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. Where, when, when do the these other beefs eventually get settled with with Roman Reigns? Because. If Roman's not defending at Elimination Chamber, does he have a couple title matches on SmackDown here or there, or do these guys just kind of fall to the wayside? It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I don't have either well, of these the, two the guys. LA Knight, the- he already had his match with LA Knight, so that's kind yes. of already already done and dusted. AJ Styles, I think, is something that they can kind of have lingering because he kind of is seemingly going to turn heel. So he'll have his issue with LA Knight to keep him distracted after he doesn't get the opportunity at Roman Reigns. And then if they decide that, you know, the news that came out today that WWE wants to re-sign Cody Rhodes, because apparently Cody signed a three-year deal and next year is his last year in his deal. Maybe Cody is not winning at WrestleMania 40 guys. So Roman Reigns needs more challengers. He's winning. He's going to get the bag. He's going to sign. It's Randy Orton right now out of the uh, three guys that are challenging him. Randy Orton, to me, is the strongest contender. He looks more like he could win that title than either AJ Styles or LA Knight, in my opinion. We got Benny Bond chiming in saying he agrees with Bill that uh, Raging Fury expected from Styles in the match against Olisco wasn't uh, that as exciting as it should be. Yeah, they should have just punched each other for like eight minutes. And oh, it was a very WWE kind of babyface because offense and then the heel takes the heat for a while and then babyface makes a comeback and then the match ended by dq it was a very standard it didn't feel like a grudge match at all yeah uh ozzy wants the uh carlton dance there uh sp3 can you do already did it (laughs) why why would i do it again (laughs) why not i don't think i've seen it tonight i I mean he didn't he didn't he didn't send a super chat our good friend uh nasir 
Nasir Alexander, he sent a super chat. Yeah, oh, we'll send a super chat and you ask. Sure. Yeah, he says, uh, could we please stop having wrestlers uh, shaking hands with one another after every single match? This is not boxing. This is not UFC. Where's the heat? He says, I like I like that the Butch, um, uh, oh, God, his name, Dragon Lee. I was yeah. going to say Ultimate Dragon. That uh, Dragon Lee and Butch, I appreciated that it was kind of like Ring of Honor style. And I know we'll get to that match, but I thought that was a good touch. Yeah, and, and I think you had it with K. Maybe they did too many of them on the show tonight because you had KO and Carmelo show each other love after their match uh, tonight as well. Uh, we move on to the Holiday Havoc tag team match. It was Bianca, Shotzi, Michin, and Zelina against Damage Control. Uh, we had a little bit of everything in this one. We had Kyrie doing her best Raiden impression on poor Shotzi's dome piece with a trash can lid. Uh, we had Zelina eating some four-week-old pumpkin pie. And, praise Jesus, we had Isla Dawn and Alba Fire returning on this show. Thank God. I cannot tell you how long I've been waiting to see them back on this. When was the last time we saw them when they lost to... Freaking Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Is that the last yeah, time we time, actually basically the saw them on they, SmackDown? That's the, that's the last time they long wrestled time a match. Ago. We've seen vignettes. But yeah, I mean, physically on SmackDown, except maybe watching a TV screen backstage out in front of the crowd for the first time in months. That made me a very, very happy guy. Uh, the ending of this match saw Bailey eating a KOD. EO takes out Bianca. And then, surprisingly, Chin. Puts EO through a table. The Kabuki Warriors were taken out of the equation, by the way, yep. by Isla and Alba. That's important to mention there. And Michin pins the champ to win this match. That was a surprising finish, SP3. I was not expecting that. I mean, it was good to set up a new challenger and someone that's fresh, like in, in Meacham, and especially if they were going to do the championship matchup in two weeks at New Year's Revolution. It's a, it's a quick way to heat somebody up. It's just, I mean, damage control, man. These start stops with damage control is yeah. kind of annoying at this. It's just like, break them up already. That's where I'm at. Like, I'm just like, break them up already because y'all can't even give them two weeks with, with them winning matches. They couldn't just win this one. And then Isla Dawn and Alba Fire, I'm great that they're back on TV, but I was very confused. I was like, now you're baby faces? Why are you attacking? Because they said they were going after the tag team titles. Shouldn't you yeah. attack the champions? Though, like, if that's the reason why you attack them, you should probably attack the champions and not the girls that are going after the champ. That, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna need some extra mental gymnastics to explain that one. But SP three, they're crazy. That's the thing about crazy women. They're crazy. SP three, they just do things. Go ahead, Bill. What were your thoughts on this? No, I was saying it's a confusing night in the SmackDown women's division. Indeed. That's what Gordon Soli would have said. I mean, there wasn't really a whole lot to it. There wasn't a whole lot of story advancement, which makes me like, because again, this was all filmed last week. So I'm sitting here and I'm going, okay, how much of this was just, well, Charlotte's out. Let's take some time to figure out what we're going to do. Cause that, that I'm telling you, she was a key cog in what they were doing and building this story. And yeah, now she is yeah. out for the next nine months if not more, because uh, several outlets reported she tore everything in her knee, unfortunately, ACL, MCL, and yeah. the meniscus. Uh, so nine months is optimistic 
on WWE's end. This ain't that thing where they go, oh, they're out for nine months and then they show up four months later because they're superhuman. This ain't that, unfortunately. Um, They just threw the girls in there for an entertaining match for TV and for the fans. There was no real storyline, like you said, to move forward with. It was just, oh, my God, look at this. Oh, look at, yeah, it was one of those things. Yeah, hey, hey, Bailey and uh, EO, go out there and dance with a table for a little bit. Have a good time. You know, we'll eat some time up on this, and we'll take a right. we'll take the holiday. Figure out what we're gonna do now that Charlotte's not here, and then we'll reconvene in January. Sound good? Sound good. I do like the fact that Meechin got this win. It's I, I feel like her first, honestly, big any kind of win whatsoever since they brought her back over a year ago. At this point, she has been just chilling in just purgatory just creative purgatory they took her off tv when aj styles got hurt uh they took her off tv when aj styles was kayfabe hurt and now they bring it now they bring her back and they bring aj back and aj's like get the hell away from me i don't want i don't want none of this i'm just like what are we doing what are we doing right she's like i'm so glad you're back and he's like bitch get off but yeah it it, it. My weekly question is, are they going to now need to hopefully bring uh, the maybe ready Jade Cargill into the SmackDown mix of the women's division now because uh, Charlotte's gone and now they've got to come up with some new ideas. So they've got to bring some new people. And so maybe this will be the uh, the entree to bring her in after the rumble or whatever happens with the rumble um potentially potentially there there, there's a there's a couple of big free agents out there they could sign and bring in and i'm not just talking about mercedes i'm talking about julia as well uh so there there's some options out there and wwe is opening up the checkbooks ladies and gentlemen they signed bailey to a contract extension they Mm -hmm. signed charlotte to a big contract extension they are about to give cody rhodes a big bag to keep him around you got guys like people like Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, whose contracts are up next year. They're spending money. They got it. They ain't afraid to. So, uh, and and by the way, Julia came out today. Well, actually, it came out a few weeks ago that AEW isn't even talking to her right now. So it's either she stays in stardom or she goes to WWE. So I wouldn't be surprised if WWE uh, re- ends up uh, reeling her in. Yeah. Uh, Jay Miller, thirty three eighty nine, says there wasn't a single tag in that eight woman tag match tonight. No, it was a free for all. Yeah, yeah it, was it was like a holiday happy match, which it's means like a tornado tag. No, D- you know, no DQ. Well, screw it. Rules don't matter. I can hit. I can cut your head off with a trash can lid. I don't need to tag nobody in There's this. A match. bunch of women wrestlers having a great time in the ring, beating each other up. That was yeah. it. Was I mean, the biggest it. the biggest nitpick you can give it is that nothing mattered until the last five minutes. Yeah, like, but it was like, fun to watch. Until the fight, uh, the last five minutes was fun to watch. Everything else, it seemed kind of bored. The fans seemed like they were just sitting on their hands until they started using like some of the more fun weapons. Like until mm-hmm. t- until Kyrie pulls out that garbage lid and does a spinning back fist with the garbage lid, that's when the fans kind of started reacting. I mean, that looked like it hurt. I don't care. What, it I don't did. Care. I, I don't was care. like, why do you do that? <laughs> Like, I know Shotzi's nuts, like, committed like you read about, and I'm pretty sure that trash can lid's made out of aluminum. I don't give a shit. That hurt. That freaking thing hurt. God dang. 
Uh, we yep. see backstage, we see uh, Jimmy Uso clowning around, annoying the hell out of Roman Reigns. Uh, and then he turns to Paul Heyman and he asks him to bring Nick Aldis no. to see him. No, he did not. He said, who is the SmackDown general oh, yeah, manager? That's right. And I was literally at home screaming at my TV. I was like, you did a segment with him. Like, what? <laughs> I was like, Roman, Where is your memory? Where is your memory? Roman, we understand you're not here all the time, but at least pay attention when you are. Like, like what? When he asked that, I was, I started laughing out loud. Well, wait, in wrestling terms, it would like, be you didn't pay enough attention to him originally because the guy didn't mean anything to him. I mean, that's when we were yeah. doing the magazines, that's something we would have done in the magazine where Roman didn't not remember. It just wasn't worth his memory. Was it, was it a contract signing? Is that what it was yeah. that he did with him? Okay. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, in that instance, the guy could have just been Michael Cole for all he knows. It's just like, hey, here, you're, I'm introducing you guys. You guys signed the contract. Hey, we're all good. And we're all gravy. Oh, you're throwing punches. Let me get the F out of here. So, right. yeah. Right. He Hell, he probably could have walked into the room and he was like, oh, that was you? Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. That, that, that makes sense. That no, makes he wasn't sense. worth his attention. Yeah. I'll say this much though, because we we got a match after that. I will we'll come back to the match. But when Nick Aldis showed up in Roman Reigns' locker room, yeah, this was my favorite interaction of the entire night. It was very this, good. This was like Salvatore Moroni meeting Harvey Dent. That's what this was to me. That is a deep cut Batman reference, by the way, for those of you. I was going to say, if you don't know what that is, you need to explain. That. Yes, that is a deep cut Batman reference. All right. That is mob boss meets the new law. And it's like, OK, who is the actual man in charge here? And yeah. you could see Roman Reigns just visibly pissed off at the end of this confrontation. Especially after Nick Aldis dropped that line of, I watched him do to what to John Cena that even you couldn't do. Mm -hmm. Roman Reigns was so pissed that Nick isn't going to fold as easily as Adam Pierce did. Yeah. And he knows that his job on SmackDown to be this monster manipulator just got a lot harder. There was a lot to like about this build. Yeah. They were sitting on opposite. He had asked, uh, Paul Heyman, Roman asked Paul Heyman to leave the room. And you wondered what that was all about. And then Aldis just sits down and Roman kept sitting forward with everything. Aldis was going in like, what? I run this. This is my, this is my show. And he was put in his place. And you don't see that happen to Roman Reigns a lot. Yeah. Are you I'm the sure. guy that booked that, that three-way? Are you the guy that set up solo and AJ Styles. And it was like, you can't do that without asking me. Well, who's the boss, brother? Yeah, yeah I, no, I don't. I, he's just like, those are great ideas. Buttering them up, right? Those were great ideas. Yeah. The only thing you should have yeah. done, though, is run them by me first. Yeah, run them by me sure. first. That's all you had to do. The only thing that I didn't like about this segment, SP3, was after he told Paul Heyman to leave us, he looks at Nick and he goes, how'd you know I wasn't talking to you? And I'm like, bitch, you literally just sent for him. Why would you send for him just to send him away again? That doesn't make oh, any no, no. sense. That, that would be something that Roman Reigns does. So yeah, I, like, I guess I like you're right. 
I like that line. I did. I did. I was. I was totally fine with that line. I have no complaint about this segment. I thought that both guys played their roles perfectly. Roman Reigns just comes off like the biggest villain that they could possibly be, and he tries to gaslight everybody. And Nick Aldis was ungaslightable here. He was just. He was like he was dodging all the usual Roman Reigns manipulation tactics, and it was just perfect the way he came off here, and he came off like a a real authority figure like a william regal s authority mm, figure like that yeah 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 it's that same thing manipulated it's that british gentleman it's that same thing it's that same regal type of character different presentation of it but that regal type of character very well dressed and well this is the way we're doing things and if you mess with me, I'll whoop your ass. Uh, we had, uh, prior to this segment, we had Dragon Lee successfully uh, retaining the North American Championship. Ag- uh, yes, North American Championship against Butch in this one. Uh, really nice ending here where Dragon Lee counters the uh, the bitter end into a destroyer, puts him away for the one, two, three. Uh, I thought this was another really good match between uh, these two. Another great showing for Dragon Lee tonight. Uh, what what were your guys' impressions, Bill? I thought it was great. Loved it. I love those kind of matches. It was uh, no dead spots. It was boom, move for move, counter versus counter here. I really liked it. Both of them were very professional in what they did, um, and it was it was just terrific. I love those kind of matches. Super, super fun matchup, especially like the last like five minutes when they really started like turning up the pace, doing a lot of like cool sequences, breathtaking counters. Like you said, the destroyer out of the bitter end. You had a great counter and sequence right before that. That was really cool. And then finishing them off with the Operation Dragon. I thought that uh, Butch took that better than most people have lately and i like the fact that commentary mentioned that butch is going through an identity crisis which gave everyone some hope that we might be getting the pete dunn name change that was was talked about in like january we heard that in january and it's now december and he's still and the handshake brings you to that possibility we are getting pete dunn in 2020 the handshake brings you to that Maybe he's going to be a fan favorite. Yeah. And look, here's the other thing about the name, right? Like not only that, not only did we hear about this back in January, but then like at this, in that same month, Piper Niven makes her return, not do drop Piper Niven makes her return at the Royal Rumble. Like, Oh shit. They got rid of one dumbass name. They're definitely getting rid of the other dumbass name. And here we are a year later and we still have the, yeah, other why, change, name. why change the name Butch Tr- truthfully? You can, it's a different story with Piper Niven. They changed. Uh, I think Dewdrop was not an acceptable name in the internet uh, community for her in a lot of ways. Um, I think people might have thought it was a making fun of her weight type of name. Um, but with Butch, to me, leave it. There's nothing wrong with the name. It's a stupid name. 
<laughs> I don't why. When your name when your name's Pete, when your name was Pete Dunn and the bruiser weight, to just be called Butch and they gave him the goofy hat. I just remember the goofy hat. As long as he has that yeah. name, I remember yeah. the whole presentation that they gave him when, when they dressed him like a cab driver. So it's just like, no, it, it has a wrong yeah. stigma. Has a wrong stigma Butch and is right, a tough which is a tough when I was growing up. When I was growing up, Butch was a tough name. Somebody was Butch. He was the bully in the neighborhood. Yeah, no, we get well, it. Nowadays, Butch Butch stands for uh, I know. you know a rough looking uh, woman who likes women. Uh, right. And, and right. here's the other thing. <laughs> and here's the other thing. The, the Butch that we know in WWE, like he's been Pete Dunn since Triple H took over. The Butch we mm -hmm. know is some scrappy do wannabe who just runs around. And gets called a petulant child by Michael Cole and is disappearing. He's like mini me. He's more mini me <laughs> than anything. Like that's Great that's reference. what we think of Butch, right? Like that's that's not what we think about when we think about Pete Dunn. So I think there's a lot of people who just want Pete Dunn's name back. And I, I feel like people will I just feel like people will take him more seriously if he's if he's called Pete Dunn. I don't him. know. I think you're thinking too much about the name. I, I think he's, that's what we do. Kind of good guy, mm -hmm. He's still going to be Butch. I mean, it, name presentation. It's it's it's, it's a lot. It goes a lot into everything. But by the way, hey, we, hey, we, a name change did everything for L.A. Knight. Oh, well, that. Yeah, but he came from a different place. No, Although, it was, no, it was, right, they changed right, his name right, from the models, NXT, right. and then he was yeah. Max Dupree. They realized that was yeah, stupid. Yeah. Changed his name to <laughs> LA Knight. He's yeah. he he got over yeah. in like six months. I think the same no, thing but his character changed happened too. with Pete Dunn. But his his character changed too. Pete Dunn and Butch still both wrestled the same way. It wasn't but really his character is much different. His character yeah. is much different. Yeah. He talks, but the, he's very he's a very uh, like uppity he's like william regal in 1994 like that's what pete dunn is when he talks yeah. he's pete, he's he's william regal in 1994 he's not going to take any crap but he's also kind of full of himself and has a nose up in the air and butch is a quiet guy who just acts all crazy acts like scrappy do no that's two different characters so it's going to yeah. be it's going to be a i like i like the current one. i like the i like the current incarnation that's my choice we're allowed um, to disagree. Yeah, we are, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that's more time than I thought we'd spend on Butch tonight. But uh, we did see him later. He gets in a brawl again with uh, Pretty Deadly after they, uh, you know, ridicule him and poke at him with a, a uh, jazzed up uh, Christmas uh, carol. That's the word I'm looking for. A Christmas carol. Uh, he starts punching him. Nick Aldis breaks up the fight. He says, we don't we don't do this crap back here. We do it out in the ring. Go find yourself a tag team partner who the tag team partner are going to be in two weeks at revolution. I, I feel like this is a perfect time to finally bring Tyler Bate up to the main roster. Anybody yeah. else? Anybody else? I mean, yeah, that would be, yeah. that would be great. He's done everything yeah. he can in, in uh, NXT. It would make sense. I also thought that maybe if Sheamus is healthy, that's a spot yeah. for him to, to come back. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Be interesting. That to might see. overshadow him though. Might overshadow him. Tyler Bate at least won't overshadow him. I would agree with that. We'll also be on Sheamus in that match. So we had Kevin Owens tonight, gentlemen. Kevin Owens, moving on here tonight. The first of our two semifinals in the U.S. title tournament uh, to crown the number one contender, that is. Uh, Kevin Owens does defeat Carmelo Hayes tonight. I thought this was a strong showing for Melo. Uh, the finish uh, saw him kick out of the pop-up powerbomb 
just to eat a swanton and then a stunner. So it took a lot of offense to put Carmelo down. Uh, we kind of knew KO was going to win this one. So it was all about how he won this one for me. I think this was a, a great way in the end to show that Melo still has some game. He's got a lot of fight in him and he's not going to lay down for a whole lot. Uh, SP3, what'd you think of this one? I thought it was a good, I thought it was a very good matchup. I thought it was the better of the two uh, United States tournament matches that we saw on the show. I, it was a nice little kind of babyface versus babyface matchup, but Owens playing more of the the heel to kind of Carmelo playing more of an underdog, smaller babyface, very athletic, kind of keeping up the pace of the matchup. And I like the the kind of last five minutes of the match, which was very similar to the Dragon Lee uh, Pete Dunn matchup, where they were doing reversals, nice sequences towards the end of the matchup, and it just came down to one big reversal or counter at the end, and then. He just puts him away with the stunner. So I like the way that finished. I like the form of respect between KO and Carmelo because it showed that Carmelo earned his respect in the matchup. So it put him over in defeat. But does it weaken Carmelo's standing on the main roster by having a loss like that? What do you think? Because sometimes he already, he already had a loss. Yeah, yeah but they, they, so this is another loss. That's what I'm. Well, this say. one, this one is much better than the last one when he yeah. was NXT champion and he lost mm -hmm. to the bum who kept losing to Seth Rollins. Yeah. Like he, he lost to some guy just to heat him up to lose to Seth again yeah. in that this is a United States tournament matchup and he's losing to somebody who's going to get, who's going to get another big win before he versus Logan yeah. Paul yeah. at Royal yeah. Rumble. Yeah. So. I feel like this, I just loss, hope it's real this, estate is, this is how you look strong in a loss compared to the last time where they didn't do that mm -hmm. when he went against Finn yeah. Balor earlier this year. But I'm just hoping that they're not taking his real estate down a little bit. So I, I don't think all losses are created equal, kind of like what SP3 was saying. And, you know, I, I saw somebody, I can't remember who it was. I believe they were with uh, um, Wrestle Purists who was talking about the... Um, tournament they got going on right now in AEW, right? The the Continental Classic and how you yeah. have all of these guys who are just competing. You just had John Moxley lose to to Jay White and it there there was no no talk after that match of, "Oh my god, I can't believe John Moxley did a job or this that and the other thing." It was just these guys are building this up as it is the toughest competition in the world and it's not who loses, it's all about who wins. Like you can That's build correct. up everybody in that situation and like we don't have to look at every situation like oh man he lost he's a bum he's got to go to the back of the line kind of a situation mm -hmm. i think this is just carmelo is still a young talented up-and-comer who wasn't ready to beat ko tonight but still put up a hell of a fight because it was tough competition on smackdown i think that's a better way to look at it the, okay. the perfect example from the continental classic is mark briscoe Mark Briscoe went one and four in the Continental Classic, but no one would argue with you that he's more over now than he was at the start of the tournament because he went out and just made maximize all his minutes, looked strong in every single defeat. And then his matchup with 0-4 Mark Briscoe versus 0-4 Jay Lethal had those mm -hmm. people on their feet more than any other matchup on Dynamite this week because it's Mark Briscoe and he just there's like this joy and this underdog babyface feel to him and the fact that he lost all this time you want to see him win so like you said like all losses can are not created equal and you can make a star in a loss okay. yeah but there are fans who are like oh he lost again what a bum yeah yeah and it, it does. And, and, and here's where I don't like, 
like John Moxley losing to Jay White. Okay, both those both those guys are established stars. You're trying to introduce somebody, right, to the the main roster audience who may not know anything about Carmelo Hayes. There's only what Correct. an average of six hundred to seven hundred thousand people who watch NXT on a on a weekly basis. So there's a large portion of the WWE audience who doesn't know who Carmelo Hayes is. So it's very important. We knew he wasn't going to win this thing but it was a nice showcase for him and it's how you win it, which is why I like the finish. It was, Oh shit. He kicked up out of the pop, pop up power bomb. Well, let me hit him with a swanton. Then I'm going to hit him with the damn stunner. And then I'm going to put him in a deep pin here. And yeah. Okay. Finally, this, this MF is down. It took a lot to beat him tonight. Uh, so I do think that that, that works for him. My question is, is he up? Is he not up? Was this another cup of coffee? What are we doing? Oh, he's here? not up. He's not yeah. up yet. He's still got the whole story with Trick Williams. With Trick on. Williams going on down there right now. So hopefully he's up sooner rather than later. But that this was a nice another uh cup of coffee for a better cup of coffee uh than the last yeah. time we saw him on Monday Night Raw. Gentlemen, let's talk about carrying cross tonight. Oh, I was you know, I love the guy. I knew him in the Indies. Both of them. But they're make they're taking are they trying to make like a whole I hate to use this name, but like a Bray Wyatt type of horror thing with he and Scarlet. It just doesn't click, in my opinion, that after taking him from up here and then putting him down here and all of a sudden I'm back and look what I'm going to do to everybody. It's just I, I wouldn't say it's not so much like spooky. It's more sinister. Um, yeah, sinister, right? That's sinister. Would, sinister would be a word I would use to describe this tonight. And I'll, I'll give WWE credit this, right? Like they're trying to take all of his bad booking and all his bullshit and 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 turn it into something. And I'm par- give them credit for the retcon. Come on, call it like we see it. This is one of the best jobs WWE has done of retconning and making someone seem like they've made a difference in all the people they feuded with. I mean, I'm because you had because all these characters sucked and you had to turn them heel. So you say, "Oh, Karrion Cross is the reason why all these guys got turned heel." This is great. I, no, I, 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 I'm not even gonna be sarcastic or facetious i really enjoyed this vignette we got the authors of pain tees yeah we got a whole clear there. look of them with paul ellering we got the hand symbol of the authors of pain we got carrying cross saying the authors and i'm sorry that was an excellent job of retcon no, I, I, I gave the bloodline the hourglass to tell them that they were gonna split up i was right Drew, no, it was a great fire. promo. I took his honor. You see what I like, It was a great promo. It was a great promo. But I'm just looking at what they've done with him. And then all of a sudden, I'm back and I'm better than ever. And I'm right in the middle of SmackDown. It, I don't know. Oh, just, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. I, I say all this to say that Bill's absolutely right. I don't know if this is going to work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy Vince. That's what I'm good. trying to. That's what I mean. This was good, but I 100% am Bill of not being very sure that when this whole act is put together and is put in front of the fans, that it's gonna get over. Like that's what I'm feeling. I, yeah, I'm. I'm wondering if the authors of pain reveal is is gonna go over well. Like with with the live crowd. Like it, it, they have been gone for so long and they have not done anything in wrestling since they have been gone 
and they've been signed with the company now, according to Sean Rossap, for what a year and a half? A year, a year, a over, year, a year. over a year, and they're just now teasing putting them out there. I do like the fact that they're they are doing something different though with Carrie and Cross, right? Like it's not just the same old. It's me. It's Charlotte. We're spooky. We're we're hiding back, and we're gonna stalk somebody. There seems like there is actually a definitive plan in the works and the retconning that sp3 said i was gonna run down all of it and then say you know what they actually made it make sense they found a way this is like that that editing voodoo that they do where we have like serial's patient so he hid his (laughs) son in front of a mother and just for fun i stole shinsuke nakamura's honor and you see what he's become over on monday night raw yeah like, but as soon as that, that hit, made sense as soon as that video came on i went like oh what's it doing here it just didn't seem to fit where they put it i don't That's know what I mean. this was a positive step forward they're doing something different I they're gonna so. give him some muscle it's all going to come down to his booking. Like, this dude can't come out here and start losing matches again. This yeah. this mf better not lose another match until August. <laughs> and, and, and also, if we were going to put the onus on him as well, if he's going to get these opportunities, he's going to have to have some really damn good matches. Because yeah. whether, whether people want to realize that or not, and I know a lot of people are of the old school mindset of character and promos, we're in the work rate era, though. Like yeah, you kind of had when you're given big opportunities, you kind of have to deliver something that's entertaining and people say is good to keep getting more opportunities because of the error that we're in and what fans. So who is the guy? The Who's the guy? Who's the opponent? Who who are we looking at? Carrying Cross on SmackDown, first opponent to start feuding with. The look on your face is what I'm thinking up here. Um, if it's going to be a big star and we're around WrestleMania season, it's going to be Randy Orton, I think. Ooh, that's not the right. No, no. I understand that reaction that you just gave me because that's not the right opponent, but that might be the right opponent to put him on a certain level because of everything that he pretended here means that like, you're going to start with a big guy. But he'd have to beat him. Randy yeah. Orton would have to beat him. So then it's then no, it's, oh no, my no, God. no, no, no. Randy Orton no, no, would no. not have to beat him. He no. would have to beat Randy Orton. Yeah. Now, okay. Now, now, follow me on this one though. Would it not? Because the one thing that Karrion Cross lacks right now is a reason for the audience to to hate him. They're they're just very apathetic toward him. If you have Randy Orton in a position at the Royal Rumble where he's about to beat Roman Reigns, the bloodline is taken care of. They're out. He's got Roman Reigns dead to rights, and it's Karrion Cross who shows up and takes his ass out. All of a sudden, now you've got heat on Karrion Cross. Yeah. You've got heat on Karrion Cross because there's so many people out there who want this Roman Reigns title reign to just freaking end to the point where they don't care who it is and Randy's over. And if he's got him dead to rights and it's carrying freaking cross that comes out there and costs him that title match, they're going to be pissed. They're going yeah. to be pissed and they're going to be pissed at carrying the only other yeah, but person I don't that I thought of too high. I thought of Kevin Owens for him right now. Who? Kevin Owens is the only other yeah. person. Yeah. That I, could I could see that. Yeah. Could be LA Knight too. Yeah. Honestly, no, Elena, Elena, they, I hope they don't give Elena another direction to go because you kind of, you kind of already making it clear that he's kind of going to be doing something with AJ Styles 
That's Elisa true. That's true. The AJ's not, you're right. You're I right. hope so. I forgot I about AJ. You're right. You're right. How could you forget about AJ? Because <laughs> we're not talking about AJ Lee. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> we got Will Chisholm with a super chat. Thank you so much. This is the best Red Vaughn since Fast Five. I don't get this. I'm sorry. What does that mean? I, I can't I can't decipher this. Will, can Will, you explain? Could you, uh, could you, could you chisel out another... Uh, <laughs> Um, you don't have to send a super chat, Will. Just send in an explanation, and we'll we'll try to we'll try to decipher this. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know what this this means. I've never even seen Fast Five. What? Uh, Van, Van, Van Diesel. Fast, Fast Furious. Oh God, SP3, you're gonna hate me. You know the only Fast and Furious movie that I've seen all the way through. Tokyo is, Drift. Is I know Tokyo Drift. Me. You told me that. That's that's a what? sad. That's a sad state. Uh, it's Tokyo Drift. He said the only Fast and Furious he's seen all the way through is the worst one. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm not a fan of the franchise. Exactly. That's probably why you haven't watched any of the other ones. <laughs> All right, back to our show. Here, All right, man. back back to work. Back to work. Quit distracting me, folks, with your fast five references. Uh, we have Santos Escobar, who defeats Bobby Lashley tonight. Yeah. Um, this the story of this is the reemergence of Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo. They attack the Street Profits on the outside. They're wearing masks. Uh, Santos is able to... Uh, who are these guys? Who are they? Yeah, we we, we kind of knew who they were going to be uh, the second that they showed up. But they attack the Street Profits. Bobby Lashley, dumb babyface syndrome, decides to turn around, and he's pointing, and he's like, I'm going to whoop your ass. I'm going to whoop your ass. And then he gets hit from behind, and he falls down, and he gets up, and then Santos gives him the schoolboy. They probably should have just audibled into a small package or something at that point. But regardless, it looked a little clunky. They got the job done. He pulls the tights. He rolls Bobby's big ass up. He pins him for one, two, three to move on. They start backing up the ramp. Boys take off the mask. It's Garza. It's Umberto. And I'm a very happy man. I don't like this match is what it is. It's what it is. All right. To quote the Irishman. But the pairing of Santos Escobar with Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo gets me very, very excited. And I love yeah, no, the fact I think that'd that be really these, good. And I love the fact that these three guys have now set up something with, with, with the street business because that's a nice little filler program until Ray yeah. and Carlito and the rest of the LWO can come back. So they they've got some they've got some room to work with. They've got a lot of nice moving pieces. And more importantly, SB3, they're finally freaking doing something with Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo. Yes, which is two talented guys that have kind of been in NXT because they didn't have anything to do on the main roster, and they've gotten them into the Latino vortex. They are now involved where all the Latinos on the main, on the male Latinos are in one storyline in WWE. Yeah. I love it. Angel Garza has been one of my favorites since his series of matches with Leo Rush. Shouts out to Leo Rush, who's oh, doing great yeah. things, getting a lot of bookings on the independent scene now that he's a free agent. Uh, they had a great series of matches over on NXT in 2019, and I've been a fan of Angel Garza since then. I thought the pairing with him and Alberto Carrillo, his real-life cousin, was going to be a great tag team for WWE, and they've kind of always put them by the wayside. Even though they're very talented, they had great matches with the Creed brothers, 
brothers and the family over on NXT when they got sent there earlier this year in the last couple of months. And now they're back on the main roster. And I think this is the right role for them because they're perfect as heels. And just Angel Garza next to Santos Escobar. I was like, man, that's a pairing WWE should have done years ago. They just fit next to each other and i'm I'm sure herberto will bring out more of his heel charisma as well being paired with those two guys so i, mean, I like this pairing a lot let's, let's be honest sp3 that's far too much pretty in one in one picture uh and then maybe that's why they decided to hold off for a long time but i mean damn i mean it's just there's a lot to like about this bill have you ever met angel garza yes yeah yeah just you then you know sorry. after after spending a few minutes with him the man's an yeah. absolute star He's an absolute rock star. He's got he carries this. himself. He yes. carries himself with grace, and he's a gentleman. He's a professional in every way, shape, and form. He oozes charisma. Like this is a guy that just leaps off the page as somebody who should have been competing for WWE championships by now. Like the guy has got a lot of what WWE looks for. I just don't. I never understood why they they parked him on the sidelines. But what do you think about this pairing with? Uh, with Santos Escobar, and and now that he's got this this new trio behind, yeah, I mean, absolutely terrific. There's no, there's no nothing negative at all. It can go only it can only go up. Yeah, I honestly I couldn't have said it any better myself. Lucha there's, libre, like, amigo. There there's a lot. Hola. There's a lot to like about this. And look, I like that they're using this United States title tournament to set up new feuds it's not just hey here's a match and yeah, okay whatever this is done and here's a match and this is done no they're actually setting up different stuff inside of it and they're making the whole thing mean more by doing that there's a lot of little things to like about what wwe's been doing but when it's uh, all like, when it's all done and over logan paul is going to keep that belt that's my prediction oh, yeah. whoever it's against it's going to be I, against I do think, Kevin owens yeah I do think it's going to be against Kevin Owens. Uh, it's, yeah, me too. You're probably going to get Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits looking for revenge, and you know they'll they'll oh, even yeah. the playing yeah. field and they'll let Kevin Owens get the get the dub, which will help protect Santos a, a little bit. Probably uh, get those six guys involved in the Royal Rumble in some way, shape, or form. Maybe they'll do a tag team match. I'm not sure. Make more sense to, to hold that off until like Elimination Chamber or something. But uh, it's going to be a nice uh, space filler again. Said it. Yeah, I just want to see the. The street profits already out of that uh, the suits and ties and being part of Bobby Lashley's, you know, like but like at the boxing guys, they come into the ring with a suit and ties and they're following the champion. It's they need to get back in the ring, back into action again. Uh, one thing I do like about this is now you're adding Angel and Umberto. You're bringing back the authors of Pain. They're really starting to load up the, the. We saw them load up the tag team division on Monday Night Raw. They're starting to load up the tag team division on Friday Night SmackDown as well. Good. We know Triple H loves his tag team wrestling now, so let's split up those belts, there, guys. Let's get this going and split them damn things up because you're going to get to the point where you need them. Our main event saw AJ Styles and Solo Sokoa fight too. Surprise, surprise. And uh, DQ. Uh, AJ we Styles does. Yeah, he hit the phenomenal forearm. Solo rolls out of the ring. Roman Reigns attacks, causes the DQ. We get Randy Orton to come out. He gets his ass whooped. We get LA Knight to come out. They even the playing field. And then this match, uh, this night, ends with the three baby faces all all brawling with, with one another. Um, yeah. I thought the match was okay. I thought the finish was predictable. And then I thought the way to close out the show was fairly predictable as well. 
I thought the match was, yeah, again, that venom that spewed from AJ Styles about this guy that cost him all those months of pain and suffering at home and took his money away that he wasn't getting paid or anything. And now I'm in the ring with him and it was a mild fight. Yeah, it it seemed it seemed like uh, AJ Styles had more venom for LA Knight with that clothesline last week Correct. than he did for the guy who actually took him out. Like that's Excellent what it, point. that's what it really felt like, and that's why I was just like kind of thrown off by everything. And even like you said, the 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 ending was predictable, but it just felt really awkward. It just felt like yeah, the yeah. show kind of just ended flat. Like it ended like uh it ended like a tape show. Like yeah, even if I didn't know it was tape show, I would have been like, Well, that felt like a taped ending, that's for sure. Yeah, well, yeah it didn't even have the WWE uh no, know, it had, it had, it had that, but it just felt it like felt like they just put it there because they didn't know where to end the show. Like yeah, yeah. Like, it's like we're tired, let's get out of here already. Yeah, yeah. that that's the what it was. Like, the end of this, the end of the night, it seemed like everybody was exhausted and it was like uh Damn it, we've just done two shows. There was that one Past fan. Midnight. There was that one fan, the little kid in the front row from last week with the blue headphones and the a little kid. I just remember from seeing him the week before there that if people didn't know it was a tape show, they go, boy, he gets the same seat in a, in a different town. Look at this. Time. His parents are taking him all over the place. Those are good parents. <laughs> uh, Michael bad. brings up a good point. I want to bring this up before we wrap up here. They build up Karen Cross with this big promo, and then they cut to Lashley beating him. Yes, yeah, right, right. More proof of what I was saying. Build me up. I, I, I think it's just, I think it's just proof that Triple H is good with the details, just not all of the details. It's not Sometimes all him. All through the cracks. You're right. You're right. It's not all him. It's Committee. not all. Him. It's not just. We can't just put this. All on him. He's sitting there with like Road Dog and other people, and they're discussing stuff. So we can't just blame it on him. It's you know what yeah. are we going to no, do with it, this? And they it's a very minor thing. It's a very minor yeah. thing. It's like it's like in radio. If like you play like a, a La Rosa spot, and then after that you play a Pizza Hut spot, like back to back, you're going mother. Freaker. Why would you do that? That makes no damn sense. Probably yeah. what it was. Triple H is probably like, don't do that shit again. <laughs> SP3, what you got going on at True Hill Heat this weekend? I got a lot going on, True Hill Heat. We got the flagship podcast tomorrow, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. Myself, Miss Chrissy Love, our final podcast before Christmas. So be having the Christmas spirit, be having our Christmas hats. We got Jeremy Lambert of Fightful joining us to talk about this week in wrestling, including some breaking news uh, that just broke, I think, in the opening minutes of our review here. New Japan Pro Wrestling just announced that their president, Takori Bari, has step down and Hiroshi Tadahashi is the new president of New Japan Pro Wrestling. So Tadahashi becomes the real life Antonio Inoki. He's, he's his wish has come true. So we're going to be talking about that, talking about WWE gearing up for a four horsemen four horsewomen reunion plus much much more. Yeah. So join us live for that. I oh, had a cool. um, I I did an interview with uh, Tanahashi when he was at the 2300 Arena earlier this year um in the old ecw arena what a funny and charming nice guy 
for a guy who's like a killer in the ring. Totally opposite when I when I interviewed him. But uh, lots of stuff coming up, lots of bookings that I've got in uh, um, starting up probably be at the Royal Rumble, then in Chillicothe, Ohio. Got a lot of St. Louis. A lot wonderful Willie's going to be all over the place. want to wish all you people who watch us here and when Dutch comes back to uh, very happy holidays and we'll see you next year, I guess. Huh? Yeah. Hey, Chillicothe, you're going to be like 45 minutes away from my ass. Uh, also, then, yeah. well, what about the rest of your body? Oh, uh, that's usually not that far behind. Uh, anyway, okay. I don't have anything really going on. I'm taking it easy toward the end of the year. Have a very, well, come, uh, very see us, come see us at big time wrestling at, uh, in Chillicothe. Um, Matt Riddle and SRVD is the main event. That's going to be incredibly good. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a little cloudy in that arena, I would imagine. All right, guys. Take... No, I'm not going there. <laughs> it's legal here. It's legal now. It's legal. You can own it. You can possess it. You just can't buy it anywhere. Really weird. Just, give me, right just, just give me my. These are my drugs. Fruit Adventure Tic Tacs. That's all I need. I'm hanging yeah. out with RVD and Matt Riddle. Let's go. <laughs> all right, everybody have a very happy, safe, Merry you Christmas. Too. See you at the go, matches. All right. And go Bengals. See you guys. Puff, puff, pass. Go Eagles. <laughs>